Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Security news this week. Valve squashes decade-old Steam security bug by Brian Barrett. This week, we looked inward for change. If you ever wondered what it's like to be a national technology and culture magazine that loses $100,000 in Bitcoin, have we got a story for you. If you'd rather an even wilder tale from around the globe, please read about how Russian journalist Arkady Babchenko faked his own death and why some of his colleagues have cried foul. In other international news, Papua New Guinea threatened to ban Facebook for a month for seemingly spurious reasons, concerning locals who rely on the service. Closer to home, inmates in San Quentin built their own search engine for use exclusively in a prison-approved coding program. Government agencies are even less prepared for cyber attacks than you thought, Garrett Graff reviewed former director of national intelligence James Clapper's new book and charted his path to becoming one of President Donald Trump's most vocal critics. And please enjoy the very good pups getting brain scans to see if they'd be good bomb sniffers. No, really. But wait, there's more. As always, we've rounded up all the news we didn't break or cover in depth this week. And stay safe out there. A very bad Steam vulnerability gets patched after ten years. Vulnerabilities happen, but not many of them persist unnoticed as long as a remote code execution flaw that was recently discovered in online gaming platform Steam. For ten years, all it would take to run malicious code on a Steam-connected device was sending some bad packets. Security researcher Tom Court, who identified the issue notes that a security upgrade Valve implemented in July of last year softened the potential impact, and Valve released a full fix almost two months ago. But still, ten years? That's not quite Meltdown and Spectre territory, but plenty impressive in its own right, especially given the much lower degree of difficulty. Ticketfly gets hacked with some guy Falk's iconography. For anyone worried that society had fully moved past the whole V-for-Vendetta hacker shtick, The person or persons who breached Ticketfly this week begged to differ. On Thursday, the ticket seller's site homepage was replaced by a message that read, Ticketfly hacked by Ishad KDZ. And your security down, I'm not sorry. 
and some Guy Fawkes holding daggers action. Motherboard confirmed that the Vandals also accessed personal details of Ticketfly customers and employees, apparently numbering in the thousands. Apple stored email metadata on its servers for years. According to some poking by security researcher Sabri Hadouche, Apple has stored email metadata ever since it transitioned its mail app to iCloud. Hadouche says he was able to find email addresses, names, and timestamps for messages sent dating all the way back to 2012. It seems to relate to the feature that helps auto-complete some email entry fields. This is still happening, by the way. If you'd rather it not happen to you, either log out of iCloud or don't use Apple's Mail app. Kaspersky loses lawsuits against U.S. ban. Security software giant Kaspersky has been banned from U.S. government use since last year due to unspecified national security concerns related to, well, the fact that it's Russian. This week, a federal judge dismissed the company's bid to overturn the ban, meaning it remains verboten. Kaspersky has said it will appeal the decision. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.